0: Hello, my name is Chris, Movie Guy 84, and this week I'll be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, and Adam McKay's new film Don't Look Up, and also we will be talking about uh, finishing Hawkeye this week, so stay tuned to I Was Watching That. Hello everyone, and welcome to this episode of I Was Watching That. Uh, It's been quite a while since I've made an episode, and I'm glad to be back. I've had some time recently to get back into podcasting, something that I tried to do way back in 2017 on my own, and just haven't really had the chance, had the time to kind of sit down and actually try to put out a quality podcast. So uh, really excited to get started with this again. um, I see a bunch of people have, you know, listened to my first podcast, which is uh, uh, about book to movie adaptions. And I had a few other episodes as well, uh, but there was such a mix of weird stuff that I just kind of took them off. Uh, my you know channels and platforms and whatnot so to focus a little bit more on movies and tv so yeah uh we're starting this episode this week uh talking about spider-man no way home got a chance to watch that uh and then also watch the new adam mckay film don't look up uh something that was kind of like on the fence about wanting to see um I honestly I kind of felt like the commercials and trailers didn't really do it justice it just felt odd I wasn't sure you know what was this movie is another kind of comedy focusing on some serious stuff like Adam McKay has done in the past and he's done pretty well with you know um the housing bubble movie um the big short back in 2015, which that movie surprised me a lot. I didn't think I was going to be interested in it. And it really made it uh, fascinating kind of seeing all that stuff that was going on with the housing market and lenders and um, really kind of broke it all down to a really easy to understand level, while also being very smart in how it took this very serious matter and added some comedy in there to make it a little bit easier to digest and then created this really great story in the middle of all of it so um i wasn't too sure about don't look up but did enjoy it and then um also be talking about hawkeye which is actually what i'm going to start off with um so yeah, to start off with, I finished watching Hawkeye. I watched the first episode, like within the first couple of days of that coming out, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed that episode more than I enjoyed like the first three episodes of Loki. Loki just, I don't know, it just was not doing it for me. I tried watching it multiple times. Um, each of the first three episodes, I just like really had a hard time getting through I don't know what it was. But I just felt like it was a chore. Um, I like Loki. I think he's a really great bad guy. I've always been a fan of him since Avengers. And so, I was kind of interested in this show, but I don't know. Like, I, I know it introduces a lot of interesting and important stuff for the multiverse side of things that we're going to be going into in the MCU, so I feel like it's kind of important to kind of see it and really understand some of the concepts that are talked about in it, but I just, I couldn't get into it, man. I don't know. I'm sorry, though, if you're a big fan of it, i um, happy for you, <laughs> but... Um, And then, uh, but yeah, this one, Hawkeye, this one was actually the one that I was not that interested in. Hawkeye's not really one of my favorite characters in the MCU. I mean, he's a good character. He's a cool guy. Um, but definitely not one of my even like top three characters in the MCU. So I was just kind of like, eh, I guess I'll check it out. And then when they came out with their original, with their first trailer, I was like, okay, this looks really fun. It looks like a fun, like buddy comedy kind of thing and that's what it was and I loved it um I finished basically all the episodes two through eight or six um I forgot how many episodes it was again I think it was six but uh yeah I finished them all in like a couple of days um over the holiday and I really loved it it was like I said it was definitely like a buddy cop comedy kind of thing the action sequences man oh my god those action sequences were fantastic the stunt work the fight choreography uh the direction and editing during all of that was excellent as well um that can always fall short especially in television shows when it comes to action sequences the editing can really throw you off make you feel dizzy um it's just not really like Get, it's just like a big mess. It feels like a big mess sometimes. And it was not that way at all in Hawkeye. So kudos to all those people that did all of that great work. Um, editing, choreography, and actually doing the stunts. So big shout out to them with that. And um, then with acting. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Jeremy Renner has always been great in his Hawkeye role. I've always loved him as Hawkeye. He's been great. Um, he brings a great... Humanness, I guess <laughs> to his character and that with him and Natasha as being like basically one of the few people in the Avengers that's hundred percent totally human. They don't really have superpowers. They have great abilities, um, but they're human abilities that have just been naturally enhanced from them and their skills. So it's really cool having these granted human characters in the middle of all of it. Um, and so I, I, it was cool to see him, you know, trying to come back after the blip. It's obviously been some time after that and, you know, see him deal with balancing being this hero and being a dad, you know, there's a reason that him and his family, Live on the farm and uh, on a farm in the middle of nowhere, and there's some hints in the, this series as to a little bit more of a reason why they live out in the middle of nowhere. That involves his wife a bit. Um, now, I do want to say this right here and now before anyone goes forward listening to this episode, there are going to be some spoilers for both this and Spider-Man and Don't Look Up. So, if you haven't seen those or you don't want to be spoiled. Come back a little bit later, please. (laughs) Uh, There's just really no way to talk about any of these things this week without uh, giving some spoilers. They're just going to have to be talked about. I'm sorry. But uh, back to Hawkeye. So, yeah, there's some stuff in there talking about, like, or kind of hinting at some things with his wife, some things that she may have done with S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, My kind of quick theory was just maybe she worked for shield in some capacity. Um, and maybe that's how she met, um, Hawkeye, you know, maybe that's how they met. Um, I really would love to see that explored more, whether in another series, I definitely would love another Hawkeye series. Um, but another series, another, uh, movie even, um, I'd love to see that explored and explained a bit more, but I'm, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. So, but that was cool. Um, but yeah, it was great seeing him kind of having to balance that. Um, and then, of course, with Haley Steinfeld's character, her coming in and getting drawn into the whole mess of Ronin and Hawkeye and whatnot, and her own family drama that may be a bigger thing going on behind the scenes that she doesn't know about, and trying to figure that out. Um, I really loved Hawkeye's role in that Um Clint's role in trying to protect her while at the same time, you know, like seeing that, okay, yeah, she can hold her own. She can do this. And, um, she was great too. Hailey Steinfeld. I always love everything that she's done. She's always been great. Any movie she's done and, um, and TV shows as well. Uh, I know Dickinson on Apple plus or Apple TV, whatever, um, That show was kind of, I don't know, it's interesting. It's a weird show, but uh, it's an interesting take, I should say, on Emily Dickinson. I think it's a cool take. Um, It's kind of hit or miss, in my opinion. But um, I've only seen the first season. I haven't seen the second one, so I'm not sure how it's doing anymore. But she's great in that. She's fantastic in that show. I love it. Um, I love her in it, I should say. But, uh, and then in Hawkeye, god, she's so good. Like, her just, like, wittiness and just, um, gosh, I don't even know what to say. Sassiness, spiciness. <laughs> she's really on fire. Fiery, that's what it is. And she's so fun to watch. And her banter between her and Clint are just, is just great throughout the whole movie. Um, and then we've got Vera Farmiga in this as her mother, Which, I don't know, It's the second I saw Vera Farmiga, I was like, what is she doing in this? Because I still, I don't know what it is. I know Marvel MCU movies have been going on for way over 10 years now. But sometimes when I see these kind of like A-list actors, these people that have been like nominated for Oscars, people that are like up there, and when I see them get involved in these Marvel movies, I'm always like you know, what are you doing here? Like, do you really like Marvel stuff? Or is this a paycheck? Or, Because I feel like when Marvel draws in those kind of people, you get better performances out of people who have a passion for Marvel and the MCU and, you know, or even just comic books in general. And she just seemed like kind of a, like, what? Uh, kind of casting. She did great. She's always good. Um, but it just felt like... I don't know what it was but i felt like she was bored the entire time i don't know if that was like a character choice she made with playing her mom or what but she just really seemed like she didn't want to be there like she's just reading lines go along with it because it's just what she has to do and so it was just odd having her in it she did like i said she did well she did fine um but it was just a weird casting choice um, other casting in it, uh, the guy that was playing, uh, her fiance, far his fiance, I can't think of his name. I should have brought up a uh, cast list here, <laughs> but he was great too. He was so, so good. Um, I really hope to see more of him, um, in MB- MCU stuff. I-, I thought he was a lot of fun. Uh, and then we had some returning MCU characters. Uh, one that's we're not surprised. I mean, I I don't know. I wasn't surprised, and I don't know if other people were surprised. But we had um, Natasha's sister uh, come back, and her part was great. I thought she was really good in this, and I actually haven't seen Black Widow yet. Don't kill me. But... <laughs> I just haven't really had time or been drawn to want to see it. So every time I'm like, Oh, maybe I should see it. I'm like, uh, I'm not in the mood. So sorry about that, but, um, uh, it makes it, but her performance in Hawkeye definitely made me want to go see, sit down and watch black widow now. So I do plan on seeing that very soon. Um, cause I just loved her in Hawkeye. She was so good. And especially with Hailey, uh, Haley, uh, Steinfeld, um, Kate. Oh my god. And every time she kept being like, Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop. She kept calling her Kate Bishop, her full name, and she was just like, is there a reason you're saying that? (laughs) Uh, But, uh, like, the two of them, oh my god. Like, I would love to see a series or a movie with just the two of them doing stuff together, like a new Black Widow and Hawkeye together kind of thing, duo. Uh, I would love it. They were so good. Um, And then the other, some, oh, oh, there was another... MCU surprise, I'd say. No, 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 that wasn't in this. Sorry, I'm I'm mixing up my MCU movies and stuff now. Sorry. (laughs) But uh, the one uh, surprise I want to say was... And again, spoilers. This is a big spoilers. If you haven't seen this stuff and you don't want to get spoiled, I'm giving you a final warning. All right. So the other surprise was... um, Holy crap, his name just escaped my mind. The big guy, Kingpin, Kingpin. He was back, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin from the Daredevil series. And oh, oh, that was a really cool surprise, great surprise. And I love that it wasn't just a cameo. It wasn't just, oh, he's just gonna pop in and out real quick and be like, ha yep, we're part of the MCU now. No, it was like legit like a big part of this whole story. So it was really cool. Um, The big fight sequence between him and Kate was really cool. Um, That was like crazy. Um, Him just like barely reacting to anything that she was doing to him. And then him just tossing her around like a doll. Um, And I haven't seen Daredevil in a really long time So I can't, I don't remember when he was Kingpin in that. Did they make him look that big there? I really wish I had someone to talk about that with, because I don't remember that. Um, I felt like they made him just kind of a normal-sized guy, and that was the thing with Kingpin in the comics, was he was always this huge, giant man. Um, who was just not personality-wise terrifying, but, like, size-wise terrifying, and that they really did that in the show. It was so cool, so freaking fantastic. I loved it. Um, I love that they did that with him, and again, I don't remember if they did that in the Daredevil show. I kind of feel like they didn't, because it was, it felt surprising to me to see him look that big and everything, so that was cool, and then, um, so, overall... I want to say I loved it. Um, It was a really good fast-paced show. Again, action sequences, car chases. Um, You got um, exploding arrows. You got, you know, Play-Doh arrows. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Highly recommend if you're into MCU stuff. You probably watched it already if you are. Um, But yeah, God, that was fun. Um, That brought me back to the fun of uh, WandaVision which was, like, each week. It was just so exciting to see the next episode, even though I kind of binged, you know, 90% of the episodes in a couple days. But, um, yeah, it was so great, and definitely recommend checking that out. And then, movies. So, I'm going to start off with uh, talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, since we just talked about Hawkeye. And uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, um, I avoided like all trailers all commercials all things for this movie and I do that for every once in a while with movies especially ones I'm really kind of like invested in in a way and wanting to really get a great cinematic experience from watching it in the theaters um even um so didn't know a lot of stuff that was going to be going on in this movie and I feel like a lot of people did because my reactions to certain stuff in that movie I felt like I was very alone in my reactions um, with some of the villains. And again, spoilers, you know, um, I knew uh, Doc Ock was going to be back. I did see that in a trailer that I shut off like immediately as soon as he showed up. I was like, stop, I don't want to see anymore. I don't want to know anything else that's going on with this movie because if that's happening, there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff happening in this movie. And there was. And I just want to say, like, I think this was like my favorite. Spider Man movie so far. Like it's, it was really fun. Um, again, the cast is fantastic. Uh, Tom Holland as Peter Parker, it does such a great job of that. You know, the constantly talking, yada yada yada. Uh, kid from Queens, um, he's really good with that and his humanness also, and the fact that he looks and acts young in this he's still like in high school you know he's uh i believe he's a senior pretty sure he's a senior this whole movie in high school and um you know he's going through a lot of stuff and he does so well in um making you feel all those emotions and all those things of having to go through all this stuff he's like dealing with being a freaking superhero a part of the avengers you know and being just a normal kid in high school You know, which is kind of almost a constant theme, I guess, in the Spider-Man movies. You know, you got a kid being Spider-Man, yada yada, and all of his issues. So it's not a new theme, but Tom Holland does it really well. And then we've got um, MJ and everyone else there. Um, As far as the other MCU characters, obviously we're used to seeing Tony Stark. And in the last movie, we kind of saw that there was no... Tony Stark you know he's you know gone now after Infinity War and uh so he's definitely on his own you know obviously at the beginning of the movie there's the whole issue of him being exposed to who he is really who Spider-Man is for real and it's crazy, you know, it's, it's uh, kind of anxiety inducing, uh, at least it was for me. Um, it was just so like crazy, all the stuff he was having to deal with all of a sudden and being exposed like that. Um, and there was that, of course, uh, cameo from Daredevil. You know, you had uh, Matt Murdock show up to be his lawyer at one point. Um, and that was definitely a cameo. He was not, like, a big part of the whole story. That was just a quick cameo. But that was cool. I think that was one of the surprises that was a genuine surprise for most of the people. Because a lot of people in the theater definitely reacted to that. So, that was cool. Um, what else? So, overall, um, I mean, you had all the bad guys. Okay, so that's the big thing I wanted to talk about with this. The bad guys. Um, I loved the bad guys they brought they brought back i really loved the story that they did with uh spider-man peter parker trying to be better and and making these guys better too giving them a second chance he understands about all that kind of stuff he had to go through that with tony you know tony took away all of this stuff at one point because he felt like he couldn't be responsible enough with it and tony allowed him to have a second chance and you know that's what he wanted to do too he's been through it his aunt may was there you know championing him and this uh, way he wanted to go about um making these villains better and she was really cool in that i loved oh god marissa tomei as aunt may and this was so good um, and this was a great spider-man movie because it really let all of these people shine in so many great ways. You know, Aunt May, Happy, um, MJ, uh, and the, the villains, mostly. I mean, that was a big thing. And I loved it because I felt like some of these villains really didn't get their due diligence in their original films. Doc Ock obviously did. I felt like he was fine. Um, but then we had Electro. And he's one of the one like in his original movie in Amazing Spider-Man, I just felt like they really did not do justice to his character to him as a villain. I mean, he was he was a huge villain in the Spider-Man world of comics and such. And for him to kind of I felt like they just they had an idea to do something big with him, but then in the end they were just like, "Uh, don't really know what to do with this guy." And like they just kind of like smushed him in there and made him do typical villainy stuff, and it just wasn't in my opinion very good uh, I, like i said they didn't do justice to him they didn't do justice to jamie fox a great actor you know and this movie they really gave him a chance to shine they gave him more character development and i loved it like electro was really cool and uh, you know he really got to get into his abilities and do cool stuff they gave him chances to have kind of his classic electro look you get uh, a few moments of that in the movie And um, yeah, like I loved it. Uh, The only thing I'm confused about is how did he know Peter Parker was Spider-Man? Because that's the whole thing. All these people come into this universe because they know the the main role for them to come into this universe was they know who Peter Parker is and that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That's how they got in there. And I just, I mean, maybe I have to go back and watch it, but I don't remember electro knowing that peter parker was spider-man because there's even like a time when he talks to uh his peter parker um andrew garfield know uh, the spider-man slash peter parker for you know uh electro's uh movie and um you know he tells him you know i thought you're gonna be a black kid and you know you're from queens and all this stuff and i'm just like what? Like, I, I, it just made me even more confused as to, like, how does he know who Peter Parker is? I just don't remember that from that movie. But I don't know. Maybe it was just I didn't like that movie that much, and so that's why I'm not remembering. But moving on, so I really did... Um, enjoy this movie. I I thought it was like one of my favorite Spider-Man movies. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is still my favorite. I love it. Uh, I talked it up so much when that movie came out and I was like, you know, if you're a fan at all of MCU, Spider-Man, any of that stuff, watch it. Um, I think a lot of people didn't give it credit at first. You know, a lot of people kind of passed it off as like, oh, this is Sony Pictures Animation Studio. The people that did Smurfs, you know but oh my god like the work on that was immaculate was so well done and um if you still haven't seen it why not because there's a sequel coming up and you need to go see it it's amazing like that that's my opinion the best spider-man movie out there it's so good and um yeah so uh doctor you know yeah doctor strange is in this um He's definitely a big part of it, but he's not in it a lot, which um, I was kind of like, is this going to be... Yeah, it's a Spider-Man movie, but... Is it gonna be a lot of a Doctor Strange movie too? I know we're leading up to uh, Multiverse of Madness, directed by Sam Raimi, who did the original three Spider-Man movies. Um, so it, I feel like it's gonna be cool to see, you know, that and how that connects to this one. But I was kind of a little bit worried that Doctor Strange was gonna be such a big part of this movie. There was a focus on him a little too much, but it definitely wasn't the case. Uh, there was a good balance there and. Um, yeah uh overall definitely uh check it out so much fun definitely check it out in theaters if you can it's definitely a big screen kind of movie um i was looking up the box office numbers for it because it had a over 1 billion worldwide release um it's one of the top three movies released um releases in the history of movies top one of the top three which is pretty amazing and especially in this time right now of you know pandemic covid yada yada it's you know a lot of people are not going out to the movies but this drew a lot of people in obviously and i think that's a big i'm going to kind of digress for a moment about the movie business industry whatever um i think it really shows that that's where we're going to start going once this whole pandemic is over and we're moving forward and everything i think when it comes to theatrical leases movies i think a lot more people are only going to go to movies for like big event stuff that's how i feel um it's got to it's gotta be something, because it's so much to go to movies anymore. You know, you're paying 10 to $15 per person, 10 at the least. I really don't think I've seen a movie ticket for less than $10 in the last, like, two years now, um, two, three years. And so people know it's an expensive thing now. You know, the concessions cost so much. The tickets cost enough. So when it comes to people wanting to go to the movies and see a movie they want it to be worth it they want it to be a big epic movie and so that's why you're seeing these kind of movies the mcu films and other big blockbustery actiony type of experiences are doing well because of that because that's what people want to see um and of course the big family movies too like Sing two came out as well and that one did really well uh in theaters um, but then you had stuff like uh, West Side Story, which, um, apparently did not do very well, um, I believe, yeah, it's only made $36 million so far worldwide since it's been released, and I think it had, like, one, one or $200 million budget, and that's not including the advertising, so, yeah, it's kind of crazy that, you know, something like that. I, I feel like that was a pretty anticipated film. You know, Steven Spielberg directed it. But at the same time, you have a cast of pretty unknown folks in it. Um, and I don't know. It just seems like a lot of people that, I guess, wanted to see it were not really the kind of people that go out to the movies right now. Um, I think the audience for it's a lot older and older people are kind of tending to stay at home right now with everything going on in the world so um i think that's probably the reason that didn't get a lot of people in theater seats uh, but yeah so uh yeah i digressed a lot there so i apologize but that's kind of this podcast we're going to talk about movie business stuff every once in a while too the movie industry so um if you'd like that stuff too Be sure to subscribe, uh, follow, listen. Um, And all right, so we're going to head on to our last movie of the week. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Adam McKay's Don't Look Up. Now, Adam McKay's Don't Look Up. um, it, It just, it was not something I was too interested in. I do like Adam McKay's movies. I've pretty much enjoyed almost all of them. I don't think I really have any that I didn't like. Um, Vice was really good. I think that was a great look at the Bush presidency, and uh, especially from uh, the point of view of Dick Cheney. Um, and again, like, he takes things like that, these serious, uh, God, like, social issues or just political issues or topics, really, and... It makes them so like easy to understand. He makes them fascinating. He makes you interested and in drawn into it. And he always knows how to put comedy in there in the right place to balance out all this like crazy, kind of depressing stuff that's going on in the middle of all this. It really helps bring a balance to it so it's easy to digest, as I like to say. And Don't Look Up, I was kind of like okay, I don't know what this is. Is this really, like, is this an apocalyptic thriller kind of thing? Like, Deep Impact and Armageddon, but, like, funny? But then it also, like, from some of the trailers and commercials, it looked like it was kind of a satire, a a political, social satire. And I was like, what is it? Like, I don't know what it's going to be like, but I was interested enough to sit down and watch it when it came on Netflix, so that's what I did. And I liked it. um, To a point, I liked it. Um, I thought everyone in it was really great. Oh my God, like this cast was so good. Um, And that's the thing with Adam McKay is he can really pull in some great people and pull some great performances out of them. Um, I mean, I know Meryl Streep is excellent she's I mean she's Meryl Streep woman gets nominated like every year it's a tradition (laughs) to get nominated for awards um but like man um she just plays this character that like I don't know who could like her because she was just so obnoxious and uh Jonah Hill as well playing her son Um, Leo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Jennifer Lawrence were excellent as the two scientists in this that discovered this comet that's going to run into Earth in six months. And it's the the whole movie, The Big Point, seems to be a look at how when important things come along in our world, things that are life-changing for not just a couple of people, but literally for the whole world, how hard it is to get that message of the importance of this and the importance to take action and do something, Uh, how hard it is to get a message across when there's so much noise out there, whether it's social media or traditional media, TV, whatever. There's so much noise out there that's distracting us and wanting to, you know, focus on better things and happier things and yada, yada, stuff like that. And it's like... It's uh, sad and scary in a way, honestly. Uh, It kind of felt a little sad and scary um, because it felt very real, especially over the last couple of years with COVID. Um, It was very timely um, in all of that and how people have to pick a side, it seems, when it comes to these kind of issues when there really shouldn't be a side to pick. And I'm going on a little tangent, I guess, about some of this, but like that's how this movie is and it's uh it's a little sad and scary like i said uh i don't know any other way of saying it but uh the thing that was big and missing to me was that comedy was the uh, stuff to kind of make it a little bit easier to digest uh there's a few points in the movie where i definitely laughed out loud and you know um there's some pretty great moments Uh, ariana grande's uh, character in it this pop star she um is just absolutely annoying but hilarious um too um there's a interaction between her and leonardo dicaprio and jennifer lawrence they're like in a green room in a green room about to go on to a tv show and uh, the it's just i laughed sorry it was pretty damn funny uh so um god like this movie it it kind of Pulls me in different directions. Like, I, I wanted a lot more comedy. I wanted to, at the end of it, still walk away and be like, Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. That was good. I liked it. But it was, there was such a heavy feeling by the end of that movie of everything went on and all the people and their terrible choices. And <laughs> there's not a lot of characters to like in this movie. Um, that's for sure. And, um, so it just kind of made it a little, like I said, hard to swallow. Um, but I think that's kind of, I guess that's kind of the point of it that Adam McKay is trying to make, is that, you know, sometimes we can't we can't turn away from stuff and be like, oh, that's really depressing. Let me watch a video about puppies and kittens and people falling down. You know, uh, I, I guess his point is that you know we're. We need to know when it's time to face those things that are difficult and hard to deal with face on and not just brush it aside for something to do later. So i guess this point is pretty much made with that and how i feel with it but um overall i think it was good um i liked it i liked everyone in it um i definitely think you should check it out um if you have the chance especially if you like Anna mckay's movies i think you'll really like it or even if you like any of the actors in it um they're all really fun in it uh but uh yeah that was a That's one where afterwards I had to watch A Christmas Story to kind of do a little palate cleanser. (laughs) Um, Because it was just... uh, uh, Honestly, I'm being really, like, laying it out here for a second. Movie... Or, not movies, but, like... um, Stuff about, like, end-of-the-world situations. I have nightmares about that. And it, like, honestly terrifies me. I hate it. I'll have one of those dreams, like, every, like probably like once a year of just like this end of the world situation and it i wake up like so terrified and i hate it and this movie uh, kind of deals with that kind of situation it's like an asteroid's gonna come run into the earth and um yeah, it's kind of scary seeing how that could possibly play out in real life. But, but yeah, so afterwards I had to watch A Christmas Story, um, which was the tradition anyways, and I hadn't watched it already, so I was like, this is the time watch it now. Let's put it in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but A Christmas Story. I love. It's such a. Uh, that's such a traditional Christmas movie for me. It was a big part of my childhood. High school, I got to play the old man, the dad, um, in high school. Uh, in our production of it and that was a huge thing for me and I got to play in it again later on uh, with like a little community theater group Um, I was actually the bully Scott Farkas in that production of it and that was a lot of fun so well, I am, uh, kind of dragging on now. Um, I hope you had a great holiday week and, um, I wish you all the best in the new year. 22 is, 2022 20, is here and, um, I hope it brings you lots of success and fun. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to things getting better in my personal life and I'm looking forward to, seeing everyone else prosper and get better next year as well. Um, and i um, also looking forward to some really good movies. Uh, there's some fun ones coming up. Uh, and so, yeah. Um, thank you all. Um, I just want to leave with uh, next episode. I'm going to be talking about Matrix Revolutions. I'm going to watch that soon and uh, talk about that and kind of the Matrix movies and its impact on the movie uh making process and special effects and action films so we'll be talking about that in our next show and uh eventually we'll be doing another um episode about movie soundtracks uh so looking forward to talk about that as well so thanks for listening and i wish you the best